0: back to the Surge Podcast. We are continuing on with the stories of Guru Hargobin. In the previous episode, we talked about how Guru Hargobin tested this nath Sadhu named Kalu. Uh, and this was as Guru Hargobind was leaving his battle camp situated around this very large pool, this pond. And as they were going back to the village of Kangar, where Jodhrai was from. So that's where chapter 57 picks up. Um, it was evening time when Guru Hargobind had uh, punked this uh, Nath Sadhu called Kalu, uh, Kalu and the text mentions how Guru Hargobind spent the rest of the night there. Uh, he woke up in, in the early morning and the text mentions how they set off now uh, to Kangar with, uh, you know, both the Sikh army and then Jodorai's troops as well. So approaching Kangar um, you know along the way Guru Harguban stopping with Jodrai. they're having a good time it mentions they're having quite a laugh as well they're laughing with each other as they're hunting on their way back when they reach not far from Gangad, Guru Harguman sets his camp a little bit outside the village and tells Jodrai, you know you should go home now you know meet your family um, and then we'll meet later on Jodhrai accepts this he goes back meets his wife Tells his wife about the, the battle stories. You know what happened. If you remember um, to the episodes prior to the batter, battle, Jodrai's wife was the one pumping Jodrai up about, you know, acting, you know, with courage. You know, believing in Guru Hargum's ability to defeat any army that approaches uh, him, not to be uh, fearful. And it was through, if we remember, Jodhrai's wife that Jodrai uh, became uh, faithful in Guru Hargobind, because Jodrai's wife had come from a Sikh family, so she hears about this. She's really excited um, about uh, meeting Guru Hargobind, so she quickly goes after he- hearing these stories. She salutes Guru Hargobind, and Guru Hargobind then, when she uh, he sees her approach with such. know love and admiration uh guru hargoban then blesses her and saying that you know being such an amazing woman uh, you'll receive you know uh, bliss in this life and in the next to always uh, keep the guru teachings uh, in your heart and through this you'll find whatever desire you wish in the world you know any obstacle in your path is going to be eliminated by doing this so she replies saying that you know guru hargoban just Please make me your servant. You're my protector. You know, it is your nature that you always protect your servants. You are uh, essentially, you know, the invisible force guiding all action. You are the cause of all action, um, and being so, please then guide my mind for uh, to forever uh, remain on your on your lotus-like feet. So, she says this um, very in a very devotional manner. And She does another salutation, and then she goes back to her home to prepare a very large uh, dinner for Guru Hargobind which um, After eating, Guru Hargobind then praises the food a lot, saying, you know, it's quite delicious, very, very nice And uh, after this meal, then it mentions when Guru Hargobind goes to sleep, he wakes up again uh, in the last phase of the night. So the last phase of the night would mean that Guru Harguman's is waking up about three hours prior to sunrise. So in the Indian system of, of time, there are eight watches to a day, eight sections of a day. This is divided up as four uh, being of the night and then four during the day. So the day phase, the first section of the day starts at sunrise and they all last three hours. So you know, if the sunrise at six o'clock, this means that Guru Harguman's is getting up about three o'clock in the morning. So it mentions he gets up at this time. Uh, Guru Hargobin then uh, uses this time to med- meditate. And it mentions that he's meditating upon uh, the Atma, the Self that is in everything. Self with a capital S. So not individ- individualistic, but meaning it's, um, you know, transcendence, you know, in everything and everywhere. So then, when day broke, when the sun came up, it mentions Guru Hargobind then gets dressed. He puts his weapons on. Uh, he starts to wear his formal attire, and a court session uh, then begins. A divan was set up, and congregation from all around the area came to to meet Guru Hargobind, talk about the battle. <clears throat> they were um, bringing various types of uh, gifts for Guru Hargobind, food rations, etc. From the nearby village of uh, uh, Pai Rupa, uh, Sadhu and Rupchand come, both father and son. Um, and they're having a discussion with Guru Hargoband about the war. Guru tells them, Hargoband tells them about how Sohela, the uh, really fine horse, died in battle. Um, you know, there's some praise that Jodhrai levies on the horse to say that, you know, this for- horse had such great fortune that, you know, it was able to give its life in battle in your service. There's more discussion, you know, Bidichand chimes in, talks about, uh, he tells the congregation, tells Sadhu, Rupa, and others who are are nearby, um, how the other horse, Janpai was again feeling uh, anxious, was feeling really upset about losing his friend, how Guru Hargobind then, you know, calmed his mind. So it mentions how the congregation is having these discussions about the battle, about what took place, uh, and this lasts for about three days you know there would be a, there would be a divan there would be this court session set up where you know kirtan would be playing uh, played and uh, these uh, discussions would uh, happen with the people coming to to meet uh, guru harguban and then it was on the fourth day that guru harguban then uh, goes out with Jordai and they they roam around that area and they actually go quite uh, they cover quite some distance, it mentions many kilometers that they go down before setting up a camp. And along the way they're just hunting and you know, again it mentions how Guru Hargobind is having this laugh with Jodhrai, like they're really getting along and they're having a lot of fun during this hunting expedition. So they set up camp, like I mentioned, this is quite some distance away from Gangar at this point. Quite in the thick of things in terms of the forest and the jungle. And at this moment, When Guru Hargobind had got off his horse, he's standing there with Jodurai, they're having, again it mentions this laugh, Guru's laughing as he turns his head and sees from out of the bushes this really big python just pokes his head out and then slowly slowly just uh, slithering, crawling its way towards Guru Hargobind. Immediately Guru Harguman yells to his warriors saying do not approach the snake, Everybody, stand back. Let it come to me. So everybody's wondering, you know, what the hell is going on here? They see this massive snake. They're wondering why Guru Hargobind told them not to, um, you know, quickly make work of this snake. So the snake is is very slowly slithering its way to Guru Hargobind. It it can. Everybody's looking at it. And knows that oh, this is this snake is not right. Something's wrong with this snake. It's it's in pain it's like uh hissing and a very loud sound you know indicating that's in it's in you know extreme pain it's coming really slowly up to guru hargowan at this point guru hargowan takes his shoe off and with his right big toe he he touches the snake very slightly um on the snake's head and at this point the text mentions that this, all all the sins that the snake was carrying on it uh were destroyed um it mentions how this snake was, the whole body of this massive python, it was very thick, very long, uh, was injured. It looked like something was wrong with this snake. And slowly then as it died, people are watching it, that these small insects are like eating its way out of the snake. So slowly, slowly, there become more and more of these insects just eating their way from inside out of the snake. And Jodrai is standing there watching this. He's bewildered. Bull- bull- He's like wondering, you know, what the hell was this about? Um, so he respectfully asks Guru Harguman saying, you know, what's the deal with this snake? Why did it come up so slowly to you? You know, why did it die after you touched it? This snake looked like it was suffering so much. You know, is there a reason why it was suffering? Like what led it to suffer in this way? So Guru Harguman then says that, you know, this snake, in its previous life, it was a Mahant. It was a custodian or uh, a spiritual leader who was really well uh, respected, really famous of this area. And people from all around this area would come and bow down to him, give him endless gifts. You know, um, these bugs that are eating the snake from inside out. Well, these are the servants of that Mahant, of that custodian. You know, this custodian, this Mahant had this crazy, extraordinary ego. and. He thought that, you know, nobody was like him. He was the the best. Uh, In this whole area, people were bowing down to him. But at the same time, he never took time uh, to contemplate the divine. Nor did he, you know, do anything else of use, you know, any other type of righteous action. So he collected all these followers. And he didn't even instruct them, give them uh, proper uh, teachings to, you know, meditate, connect with the divine, or do some type of good righteous action. And he lived his life in this way, and then he died with this ego, you know, having a hold over him. And in doing so, uh, he stopped his followers from finding peace in this world uh, and in the next. So basically as repayment, these servants now are eating him from inside out because he didn't help them when they required help you know in, in regard to any type of spiritual instruction or teachings so this is the this is the payback that he gets for having that ego and not helping people that relied on him essentially and um, so guru Harguman is saying that you know he didn't save himself this uh, mahant this custodian and he didn't help anybody else so you know this is basically what happens to people who have these large followings, you know, and they don't connect with the divine. In the same way, Guru Harguban then is mentioning uh, a Shabad, passage written by Guru Nanak. This is in, uh, this is a slok on, uh, in Rag Malar. So the passage is, Kulhan dende leende vade nalaj, Chuhan khad naam avai, banne chaj se mare se jahe na ja essentially this passage is saying that these really respected people they give their servants these hats kulha are these type of sufi kind of hats that topis that people wear and it's an indicator that you know this person's my servant So these idiots give their servants these uh, identifiers and then these like shameless people uh, accept them. And not only identifiers, but gifts, you know, like praise. And it's saying that uh, the next line is then a, a metaphor to say that, you know, a rat, if he's wearing something big, a mouse can't then you know go into his little hole basically in carrying this baggage of these gifts and this like honor and praise you can't get to where you need to go and it's saying that the people giving these gifts and these honors these religious identifiers you know they die and the people taking them you know thinking that they've achieved something they die as well And at the last line of this says that, Guru Nanak says that, you know, nobody understands the the order, the the nature, the will of uh, the Divine about and then, you know, where these people will go and where they will rest basically in the afterworld. So Guru Harguman says this and um, says that, you know, these type of people, they don't do anything for themselves uh, and uh, nor do they uh, cultivate any type of wisdom either and because they're so blind with their ego um they don't contemplate the, the divine or uh, do anything uh, of any meaning either so just for the sake of their following they you know they Um, You know, they undergo all these things, they go through uh, all these pains to get such a following, um, but they don't do anything good. And because of this, then they're reincarnated um, again and again to experience uh, experience this pain. But at the end of this, Guru Harguman says that, but this snake still, you know, he had some good fortune, which is why he was brought to me here, and now, um, you know, because he is you know, given his life here, I've liberated him from uh, this painful existence that uh, he had. And this is where uh, chapter 57 then ends. And then in the next chapter will speak more about Guru Har- Hargovind as he spends time in the village Gangar and his interaction basically with Jodrai and his wife. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, I, I wanted to extend my. Gratitude to those who continue to support uh, this podcast through the Mongolajan Patreon page. <laughs>